Take, Take me, me down to the Spider-Man city. <laughs> Take me down to Spider-Man city where the spiders are red and the girls are kitties. web slingers to another episode of the laser comb podcast your favorite podcast where two 90s kids comb through classic television with a fine-tooth laser i am one of your hosts neo cal and i am brought you a special guest the siege the siege the the, the siege man siege siege omano <laughs> yeah siege omano <laughs> mono and, um um, I guess I would just be Neo Karu. Yeah. You don't need to change much there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your name works across uh, uh, multiple language, multiple right. the, language barriers. The Matrix permeates all, man. Uh, <laughs> this is episode 40 of the Laser Comb podcast. You might say you even have the touch. Yeah. The power. The power. Even. <laughs> The uh, yeah. the laser comb podcast is wrapping up a certain Spider Man theme. Yep. And uh, today we watched Supida Man, uh, the Japanese live action Spider Man show. Episode uh, 13 of the Japanese Spider-Man show, the the Skull Group versus the Devilish Hearse. Uh, the entire series is free to watch on YouTube. Uh, it's, uh, just, some... yeah, search Supida-Man, um, full episodes, there's just a playlist. Yeah, there's a playlist <laughs> yeah. of the entire series, which that person, whoever that is, uh, shout out to them. Uh, they're... they're preserving media. They're, it belongs they are... in a museum. And <laughs> yeah, this is... Bless uh... you. This is media preservation here. Um, I've been really excited to get to this, uh, at, which is one of the reasons why, like, f for the rest of uh, our, our Spider-Man, our block of Spider-Man shows, we've been yeah. kind of going in order of release. I wanted to save this for last, even though it's tech chronologically the earliest, because I've been making jokes. I've been referencing and making jokes about this series since I first discovered its existence back in, like, 2015 or so. For anyone listening, yeah, um, it was Christopher saying 
Supida Man. That yeah. I was like, what do you what do you reference? Like, what what is Supida Man? And he was yeah. like, that's that's a Japanese live action. And upon Googling it and finding out what the heck he was talking about, like this aired in 1978. Yeah. Like, so bear that in mind when you go and ch- <laughs> check this out, right? Like, this is pioneering stuff. Yeah. Like, actually. <laughs> yeah, this is live-action Spider-Man, like, long before uh, the days of Tobey Maguire. Yeah, Tokyo uh, Channel 12, baby. Long before. There's, like, 42. There's 41 episodes and one film. Yeah, yeah, there was a movie that uh, actually, uh, I think it was a TV movie that came out between uh, episodes uh, 10 and 11, just called Supida Man. That's right. Well, th- there's a commentary we can do for the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, I Legitimately, yeah. Um, because if it's, in case you can't tell, listeners, um, this was really good. <laughs> uh, probably for different reasons. Siege and I have probably for a lot of the same reasons. This was um, this was kind of a joy to watch, uh, for uh, all the wrong reasons, all the right reasons, maybe. Uh, yeah, we didn't land on the episode titled "Pro Wrestler Samson's Tears." We didn't land on the episode "Famous Dog Run Back to Father." <laughs> we did. We did not land on the episode becoming splendid to the murderous machine of transformation we landed on the skull group versus the devilish hearse uh and what i like about the titles of the episodes is you know what you're getting i i i I, want to shout out some of the uh some of the other titles of uh that's why i that's why i've had to throw some out there uh in the mother's chest resurrect the young boys (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> phantom thief zero zero one versus spider-man <laughs> uh the terrifying half merman the miracle calling silver thread amazing <laughs> what and even the 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 boring titles good luck beautiful police officer i there's a lot Cock- of heart cockroach boy great war colon great war sweet whispering enchantress <laughs> there is no child taking detective tomorrow like, what the fuck are the, do these titles even mean <laughs> from the secret messenger of hell great king enema wait what what enma enma enema uh anima or or enema straight you up can't kill me uh, okay, okay, enough, enough. <laughs> Wait, that was farewell, zero battle tricks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing. Indeed. And uh yeah, we got lucky number 13. Treasure um the last one. Treasure, comma, dog, comma, and double grow human. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> it's just good. It just works. So, little thing that I had started doing, but my uh, rampant ADHD quickly forgot, is giving a synopsis of the shows that we do on Lasercomb, which I've probably done for only about five episodes of the podcast. But yeah, I we did remember like, we we usually like to give for like kind of a um, that's a true. Background. Siege usually 
gives a background for it and and we have been discussing that but um i would just like to read word for word the uh the plot the short plot synopsis uh from the wiki young motorcycle racer takuya yamashiro sees a ufo falling to earth a space warship named the marveler takuya's father dr hiroshi yamashiro a space archaeologist investigates the case but is killed upon finding the spaceship. The Space incident. Archaeologist. <laughs> How do I get that job? That sounds like the coolest fucking job. <laughs> I knew you would like. I knew you would like. Like rocks. That. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Space archaeologist. I knew that would. You would like that. <laughs> oh God. His his dad sounds rad. Uh, yeah. The incident attracts the attention of Professor Monster yep. and his evil Iron Cross Army, an alien group that plans to rule the universe. Um, yep. The rule Iron the... Cross Army, huh? <laughs> yeah. Rule the universe through, uh, through uh, essentially eugenics and uh, genetic modification. Because that's kind of mm-hmm. what, it's kind of their MO. Yep. As a uh, what are, what what are these creatures that they that, so they they take people and like splice then like genetically ah. modify them and what do they call them? I'm glad you asked, Siege, because <laughs> it took me a while to figure out what the heck was going on in the show. Unlike Rita from Power Rangers, who uses like magic, yeah, right. Um, per, already forgot what is it, Doctor Evil, Spy, Professor Professor Chaos? Monster, Professor Monster. <laughs> Um, Professor and, Monster, and he's, his, he's, uh, his right-hand henchwoman, uh, Amazonia, I believe is her name. Amaz- Amazonas? Or Amazonas, right. Amazonas, Amazonas. Amazonas. basically Scorpina from uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah. Monsatu Kyoju and Amazonas. Um, yeah, he makes a little thing called Machine Bem. <laughs> Machine Bem. So they're weapons created by the Iron Cross Army from Professor Monster, uh, biological weapons. And a machine bem is usually made by each plot, like a lot of these um, Super Senpai. Yeah, yeah. This um, this is very much following the mold of like the Japanese Super Sentai series. Sentai. <laughs> Please, Sentai. Notice <laughs> me. Uh- <laughs> Notice me, Sentai, and make my monster grow! <laughs> there we go! <laughs> Uh, uh, that that's the best we, we, combo joke we've ever made uh notice me sentai and make my monster grow uh, anyways he doesn't use magic this professor monster he's a science we need leopard on megazord power now so the origins of the machine bems are never fully clarified by the way uh, a few of them are actually uh, genetically modified humans. As is the case of um, the uh, main antagonist of this and episode. In particular. What it seems is Professor Monster like operates on them or unlocks something in them. He, he does some like some like horrific like science doctor like shit on them and they turn into monsters and uh, oh, some of them grow a, giant. Uh, looks like he's a certain... Um certain type of uh, highly unethical uh, scientist belonging to a uh, 
uh, the, literally the most evil army in uh, history. Hmm. I, I doesn't ring a bell, but he he does. He sounds like bad news. But at least the people under his uh, command are just following orders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, <laughs> prof professor. Professor Monster and Amazonasu, uh, he's got some other henchmen here or there. Um, for this particular episode, they don't really matter. <laughs> no. Um, but what happens here is this particular episode. Uh, so, uh, oh, professor, so Professor Shall Monster. Shall we get into it? Yeah, we get so into it. So Professor Monster wants to create a new machine, Bem. So he's talking to uh, Amazonas. That's her name, right? Yep. Yeah, Amazonas and saying like he like get get me a new machine, Bam. Like we we've got this like iguana or like whatever the fuck it is. Which is some kind yeah, of yeah, exactly. He's petting an iguana and he's like, I bring me a su genetically superior young male. <laughs> I mean create, literally, that's yeah, to to create a new uh, machine, Bam. And so uh uh, they go off to do that. Um, the devilish By the way, he kind of looks like a Phantom of the Opera, like Doctor Doom. Yeah, going on. Uh, the, the, the costume design in this show is uh, hysterical in how cheap looking it is and great. And yeah, the clinic him and his henchmen work at is just like in an abandoned shack, like out in the woods. Yeah. I love that. It's not like an underground, like super base or like a submarine. It's just like out in the woods like 20 yeah. minute walk from tokyo <laughs> <laughs> so the the uh the titular uh devilish hearse is the uh professor monster mobile essentially they bought him and uh amazonas uh bomb around in this thing throughout so they, they actually spend around in it she she's the driver right yeah she's like... the driver she's the driver later on she's disguised as like a, a nurse uh, and you know it's her because the camera makes a point of freeze framing and zooming on the side of her face in one yeah. scene. Just in case you didn't know that uh, she kind of, uh, she's the front woman, yeah. right? Like she engages with the public. She's keeps his, him secret and he just hides out in the back of the hearse as if he's a, I thought he was a vampire at first. Yeah. But no, he like opens the little curtain inside yeah. and like peeks out every now and then it's they they spend a lot of time in this episode bombing around in this hearse right <laughs> like, they spend a lot of time doing really mundane things just driving around <laughs> which which is kind of hilarious because when the big climactic battle happens it is 10 seconds long yeah. i'm not even kidding it is it is like 10 15 seconds long and yeah it's funny to me <laughs> I, I was uh because uh, the the episode i think on youtube is only like 24 minutes long or something like that yeah and it got to like the 22 minute mark or something like that and i was disappointed i was like oh we're not going to see the megazord in this episode no oh, we're, okay. we're not even going to see the bad guy yeah but then lo and behold in the last like minute of the episode the bad guy like rita repulsa is all like make my monster grow and the bad guy grows and supita man summons the 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 spider car the marveler and le and changes the big like robot megazord that right. he changes into a part on i'm like and oh. by the way there's no fight like he no. spider-man doesn't get hurt he immediately massacres this thing like just puts <laughs> it out of its misery it grows big it does nothing and then it dies right. not, <laughs> so like that's not the important part of the episode but what the episode does linger on 
are all of these familial values. Holy, I almost teared up at the parts where um, he meets with this. I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay, there's lots of familial stuff, um, including a lot of shots, a lot of repeating shots of um, whatever his name is, the guy in the Spider-Man costume, the Japanese Peter Parker. Um, there's, yeah, there's a ja- lot. There's a lot of like repeating. There's a lot of repeating shots in this show. Period. Um, yeah, Takia. There's a lot of repeating shots, like and quick like zoom ins on his face as he's looking at a picture, just staring. I laughed eerily. so hard at that. He's <laughs> looking at a picture of his dad, of his father. Yeah, he's very eerily just like staring. The camera shows the picture of his dad, then shows the picture of Takia. That shows yeah. the picture of his dad. Then shows the picture of Takia. It repeats like at least ten times over. It's and uh, it does it a few times there, and then later in the episode, it does it again. It does it again, and I'm because it wants to be a like a soap opera. This is seventy eight, right? Like, yeah, people don't want. It's like in between a soap opera and like a social commentary uh like you know like biker gangs being a problem which we'll get into yeah. um familial values it's trying to instill uh you know how you said that there was like uh like hollywood writing code and you had sh- shared that stuff with me and how it was really dated and kind of bad and it was like it had certain values you had to have in a tv show yeah yeah like way back when it was written in like the 30s or 40s or 50s or whatever i'm wondering if a certain amount of screen time had to convey like Japanese values or something yeah, there were, in this. Uh, there were a lot of rules, um, particularly on, uh, I don't know about in Japan, but in um, uh, in the United States, uh, there were a lot of rules on uh, children's television in writing in like the 70s and 80s. That's why a lot of, that's why all those cartoons uh, that uh, we grew up watching would always would almost always end with like some kind of PSA, like some sort of vignette with the characters, like interacting with kids, teaching them some kind of life lesson or saving everybody as they leave a fire. And it's like, remember it's your duty as a citizen to report any accidents or fire <laughs> like that, that kind of, yeah, thing. yeah. That kind of thing. Um, th- those things kind of, that sort of thing was, uh, was mandated in children's television at the time. I don't think it is anymore, but yeah, and um, I had found out through you mentioning that and me deep diving into the the weird laws and going into certain tropes. Uh, one of the tropes being kill your gays, which some of you may or may not be familiar with. Um, uh, oh, uh, bury your gays, I think it's bury called. Bury your gays, sorry. Um, for queer folk to appear on screen, it could not be in a depiction of at least for many decades it could not be in a depiction of them um being contradictory to uh what is acceptable morals right so very often these characters would be uh, acceptable morals acceptable yeah. morals right um and so very often whenever you could get away with more with villains but like surprise surprise you have a whole generation of people who who love vil- <laughs> who love the fabulous villains. Yeah, that's like what, the last five decades. Yeah, that's why you have like so many, uh, even in like children's like cartoon, like uh, Saturday morning cartoons and like Disney animated movies. That's why you would have these very flamboyant, like bombastic villains. Uh, 
was because of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, they're bad guys. And it's like, well, that's weird. How come uh, so many people like um, like the uh, the Wicked Witch and like uh, Snow White? And it's like, she's allowed to wear eyeshadow. She's allowed to be fabulous. Look at Jafar in um, Aladdin or like the- Ursula in The Little Mermaid. Like- Ursula. Yeah. Ursula, right? And it's like they they don't realize they're making like gay icons. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, And that's the thing, right? It's okay to depict them as like villains. And uh and then you end I'm up wondering... with an, you end up with an entire, like you were saying, an entire generation of people who just like absolutely adore villains in yeah. in uh uh the media that they grew up with. And as somebody who's who's not um uh even, as somebody even if he's who's like, not older even like we, we we talk about beast wars a lot on our uh, beast wars podcast too much energon in beast wars megatron is flamboyant as fuck he is flamboyant as fuck and we ran with it we never made any social comment they're, no. they're robots they don't <laughs> yeah, have but... a sexuality or i don't think they they do um in the comic recent comics canonically they they do tackle the issues of uh uh sexuality and gender and all of that actually Tigatron and uh, an air razor are a couple. So actually, I I I, uh, I take my statement back. They they do have a and in a the sexuality the, and in the Japanese uh, dub of Beast Wars, the the uh, American slash Canadian Beast Wars cartoon, uh, air razor is male, and they're still a couple in that show. I yeah. I didn't know. And uh, but yeah, that's why you um, the the more interesting characters are like the flam flamboyant villains, uh, yeah. and that became its own trope even in times where you didn't have to bury your case. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if there's something like that going on here because um, let me tell you, the unsung hero of this show is Amazonas. <laughs> she does everything for Professor Monster, and I'm like, can she kind of looks like she could beat up Spider-Man, like on her yeah. own. Just like take, like t- take the gloves off her and, and let her go. People die in this episode. Like a yeah. family dies. I'm not even kidding. Like it, it centers around a, a, a an estranged um, father and son. Yeah, they fucking die. Like so- tragically, after not reconciling. This is deep. I'm not. Like, I'm not even kidding. The the father like cries and um, Takuya like like holds him in his arms and he's like, no, like your son will come back when 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 the time is right. Like you can't right. give up on him. Like <laughs> I, I'm all over the place with the episode. We're just talking about it in broad strokes. But basically, um, so so the okay, so the the gist of it is yeah. there's there's this biker gang. Um, what are they called? The Skull Group. They're they're in the skull title group. of the episode, and so, they're they're uh, they're harassing the hearse. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they're they're this biker gang. They they just like ride around on motorcycles and seemingly just like pick on people, as is depicted in like seventies and eighties like uh, Japanese culture. These gangs are just a menace. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're 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 just kind of a, a nuisance essentially. So they're, they're bombing around. They pick on people. They These pick are stunt on drivers, people. by the way. <laughs> they're doing like sick, like little turns, like almost touching the ground, like doing little, right. doing little like uh, 
I can't remember the the term, but the when when you wobble back and forth on like a bike and oh yeah 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 and and they're doing tons of stuff like that. They're really like showing off. Yeah, and they're harassing poor Amazonas and uh, Professor Monster. And so they, uh, they're saying like, oh, drive faster! You're disrupting. Yeah, like it's, it's Professor Monster then decides uh, that uh, the the leader of this gang, whatever his name is, uh, Biker Boy, I'm gonna call him so uh speed biker. boy yeah speedy speed boy yeah, yeah. so biker biker slash speed boy ends up uh becoming the uh the person that professor monster wants to be his latest machine mem yeah <laughs> <laughs> i need him amazonas bring him to me i need his superior glistening muscly young adult body <laughs> There's some, what I'm trying to say here is there's a lot of repressed, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of repressed uh, emotions and feelings from Professor Monster. Uh, I, full transparency, ladies and gentlemen, I watched this episode a week ago and haven't rewatched it. So I'm kind of going from memory and my memory is uh, a little hazy, but uh, somehow Supaidaman gets involved with this. Uh, I well, think the, he... the Skull Gang um, tries to get him to fight them. And um, Supaidaman's like a pacifist. Yeah. Even when people are pushing him around, he will... Oh, yeah, they're like harassing him when he's in his uh, civvies early. Uh, in he's in an arcade or or something. Yeah. Uh, pachinko parlor. <laughs> pachinko parlor. <laughs> or something like that. Konami is yeah, and he accidentally it. sends He accidentally <laughs> uh, shit talks them. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, they, they go to like beat him up. Yeah, and he... I, I I guess like changes into uh to Spider Man and fights them. Well, no, uh, he he actually kind of fights and and they tussle just like normal like people. And it's actually a biker boy's dad who intervenes and stops the skull group, right? The skull gang from beating up like 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 Takuya. Yeah. And then it's all of a sudden it's just like huh huh. Wait, son, is that you? Uh, Masao. Maseo. Maseo, please come home. It's Maseo's dad. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he's like, so please, please, I, I haven't seen you in such a long time. And they're like, is that your dad? <laughs> Freaking loser. <laughs> and then they, they're like, uh, all right, this is getting lame. Let's go. And they peace out. And that's the... Uh, this is begins what most of the episode is a bonding between Takuya and like the, this old yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There it, it's bonding between um, Supaida man in, uh, his, his, in his civvies and his Japanese Peter Parker form and uh, uh, biker boy's dad, like, and biker you boy's know what? And they have like, he like serves him lunch or something they like eat that together. They talk and, and here's where there's like some heart here. He's lost his son, or he feels like he's lost his son, yeah. Maseo, right? But uh, Takuya has lost his dad. Yeah. So there's we... this like bonding, right? And he's like, oh, I wish my son were like you. And he's all like, your son's young. Like there, there are phases, right? Like he's going to realize in a few years that none of that is important. Right. So he kind of like teaches him some Zen. Yeah, but it bites him in the ass because later in the episode, Maseo comes home, and he's like, oh, "Son, you, 
you, you came home. And his dad like brushes the, the Cheeto dust off of him. And he's like, oh, he, here. And like tries to serve him tea. And he's like, dad, I'm not here to, to, to like hang out with you, old man. I, I need some money. I need to upgrade my hog. I'm the leader. I need to show off. So come on, give it to me. And he's like, oh, and he pushes his dad. Like any, is that around for the can first we talk about that? His dad falls a lot in this episode. He falls. This guy to the was a stunt man when he was younger. He falls to the ground in like every scene he's in. It really <laughs> wants to make you feel bad for this. Again, Japanese values. Yeah. Right? Like you're supposed to be really offended by Masayo, right? Yeah. Like he's, he's pushes his dad. He dramatically, but safely like falls on the table and knocks things over. But it, I, I like so how that... badly done that you can tell he he knelt, the camera angle changed, and then he just pushed it over with his hands. I like the um uh uh if I recall correctly, the way that scene ends is basically uh biker boy's dad tells him that oh oh you're you're dead to me, you're no son of mine. Go on, get out of here. And his reaction after he steals his dad's wallet. After he steals his dad's wallet, and his reaction is just like, okay, whatever, and leaves. He's like, yeah, you're you're dead to me. Yeah. And um Maceo's like, oh geez, this is all you got as he's holding his wallet. And he's like, man, it's I, I have so much shame that my my dad like barely has any money, and I have a parent that doesn't know how to work hard. And I'm like, right, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you said, uh Japanese values, especially in the 70s, you're supposed to be like outraged by the way this kid is treating his dad. And indeed, even now, I'm like, man, fuck this guy. <laughs> like, I understand it's really heavily leaning into the Japanese value, but like, this guy is supposed to be villainous. Right. Right. And indeed, like, pushes his dad over, steals from him, and then shit talks him when he doesn't have enough money on him. I think but my yeah, favorite. It ends with him disowning him. I-, I think my favorite bit in the entire episode, speaking of uh, his uh, biker boy's dad falling over, is when he- he's crossing the street and falls over. Yeah, just just like randomly on the ground. He just like falls over. He's like lying on the ground in the middle of a crosswalk. Uh and indeed in the middle of the crosswalk. And indeed, now that I'm thinking about it and my gears are spinning, um a big thing from 50s values and a uh, uh, kind of uh, 50s uh kind like boy scouts in general, regardless if it's Japan, America or whatever, like help old people across the street. Right. Right. And even now it's like, you know what? There's a difference between like conservative values and being a good person. And it's like, man, <laughs> I under I understand that like they try to intertwine those so that they're the same, but like th- this is so heavy-handed. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Oh, uh, this poor, poor dude. Uh, I-, I love the music in this show. Thank there- you for bringing that up. There, there's a there's a lot of shots of uh, Supaida Man just like crouched over with his arms out, just like kind of scurrying along. Can with, we like, talk about with, the like, weird really fucking goofy, scurrying? Like really goofy, like seventies music playing. So the way he oh, by the way, there are shots uh, in between where he's Supaida Man and he's spying. But yeah, they're just like thirty second shots, and then he's Takuya again. Yeah. And then he's spying. And so what it's trying to do is make it seem like he's doing um, investigation. 
He's, yeah. he's, he's following the hearse. He's looking for Amazonas and where their base is. And indeed, he finds it and they have to abandon it. So th- the enemy base gets relocated a few times in the series, I assume. <laughs> the, uh... It'd be weird if they went back after Spider- Spider-Man found out where they, they work. But yeah, that um that half crouch scurrying. Can we talk about how damn awkward? <laughs> it's very awkward. So to enhance that, by the way, he he has a like like a race car. Yep. Like he yep. has a race car and he has a flying is the race car the same as the flying car? Yep. The Marveler? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> just so, wanted to make sure. And like there are a couple of uh just very random shots in this episode where we just see him driving down the street in the uh the spider mobile. Just like not chasing anyone, by the way. No, just going just, from one area ca- to another. Casually driving. <laughs> like going the speed limit, just driving yeah, down the lot- road. Uh also lots of um repeating shots. I, I met alluded to this earlier. There there's like several shots where like a character will be on a motorcycle and they'll drive past the screen and that shot will just repeat like six times over. <laughs> yeah. There's some very bizarre editing choices in this show. It doesn't really show how the public sees or interacts with Supida-Man. No. Because his only interactions are with bad guys. Yeah. Oh, except when he like finds... Oh, so sorry, Amazonas fucking assassinates like Maceo's dad. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Kills him dead <laughs> in a phone booth. Doesn't she uh, kill? Um, she she kills Biker Boy too, right? She like runs. Well, he he's turned into Machine Bem, but do they kill him too? I thought they like hit him with a car or something like that. And then they take him away in an ambulance. But then we get that shot, that freeze frame zoom in. Right. Amazonas is actually like the, the, the one uh, loading him into the ambulance. After Maceo leaves uh, his father's home and he's disowned, uh, he's hit by the hearse who drives away. And then uh, a conspicuous looking ambulance pulls up. It's, Professor Monster and his like Iron Cross scientists. <laughs> and his Iron Cross scientists are pretending to be ambulance emer- emergency like EMT, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh they take him away. And um what is it? Takuya does some more research. Again, he's supposed to be an investigator type. And he goes to the Maceo's dad and he's like, uh, hey, um, uh, you know, not in any hospitals. You know, Spider-Man, uh, also known as the world's greatest the detective. The world's greatest detective. I, I wonder if Batomano um, would be um, the friendly neighborhood Batomano. <laughs> the friend, friendly neighborhood Batman. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he's like, hey, your son's not in any of the hospitals. Hmm. hmm. And that's when he's found out, hey, wait a second. They ran him over and on the brink of death, they machine bemmed him. Made him yeah, they, a machine bem. Used yeah, they, a machine bem. Turned him into a machine bem. There we go. <laughs> they bemmed. He got bemmed up. He got bemmed. <laughs> He's <laughs> on the bem juice. <laughs> uh, uh, um. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So he becomes like a giant lizard thing because his uh, DNA got spliced with this iguana that uh, 
uh, Professor Monster was like hey, right, right, the iguana he was petting earlier. Yeah, yeah. So he becomes like a giant uh, anthropomorphic uh, lizard guy. Did a... I mention that Maceo's dad was shot with a gun while he was about to call like nine one one by Amazonas, like in the grassy knoll? Uh, no. Kind of. Yeah. He's he's assassinated. Speaking of, <laughs> he's shot and killed. Uh, speaking of grassy areas, I like how uh, at one point in this episode, uh, Supina Man just straight up like fights like what are essentially the putties, the putty patrol from Power in, Frantically in and out of a house. Yeah. Uh, it, it's so frantic and weird and reminds me of um, a Jack, Jackie Chan choreography because he'll get hit and he'll stumble and he'll grab people and throw it. Uh, but I'm actually a fan of that, by the way. <laughs> the frantic fighting in the abandoned house. Right. It, it's all over the place. And his weird, like, half-crouching scurries he's on, he does on the rooftop. Um, remember when he's, like, dangling from the ceiling and he's fighting them? That's so awkward. <laughs> do, you, do you recall that? When he's no, in, like, I the don't. corner and they're running at him and his back's to the camera and, like, they miss, fall, and then, like, he grabs their face and smack. Anyways, they're trying it. I'll give them bonus points because we don't see a lot of this. Um, people right side up trying to fight Spider-Man when he's on the ceiling. So th they tried. <laughs> Bless they, them. They, tried. They, they tried. But um, what is it? There's acid. The oh, by the way, the the costume for Iguanodon, Iguanazord. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Um, ooh, it's paper mache. And yeah, it's, bad. It's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, here's the thing. He's on screen for 45 seconds. Of course, it's going to be paper mache, my dudes. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, it's like, what, the last like couple minutes? Uh, and yeah, he like sprays acid. Do you remember the effects? No. Oh, isn't it like just like superimposed, um, like but lighting effect? Like color oh, it's it's effect. so good and bad. So it sprays, but it's a superimposed, like uh, like what's that um '90s like um, After Effects <laughs> or yeah. whatever, like like the the a kid would do in high school. Um, and the putties of samurai swords. Window, Windows Movie Maker. Th there we go. It's Windows Movie Maker, but like one color, yeah. without any texture. And basically, it turns things to stone or disintegrates them. Not sure because it only ever hits the wall. What, what do you right. want? What do you want from them? It looks like like Nickelodeon slime. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the the putties have samurai swords. Um, they're really athletic. Um, I really like the moving. It's a lot better than most, not all, but most of uh, Power Rangers choreography. Right. They're jumping over him. They're rolling under him as like Spider-Man's jumping. Good job. But again, this is all happening in the last minute <laughs> of the episode. Uh, so how does uh, 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 I Iguana Boy, how, do, how does he uh, become like um, kaiju sized? So Amazonas pops up. She's like, hey, you're looking for Maceo? This is him. And she's like, we turned him into a machine bem. Uh, and he barely understands the human mind. And she points at Supida Man and is like, you must defeat him. And instead of them fighting at all, he just goes, yeah, and grows. So unlike um, Rita, 
they can just grow on a, on will. Mm. Yeah, like make- they they don't turn, they don't make him do it. He just grows, and uh, he goes machine bem. He's got pim particles, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he goes machine bem biker monster. And uh, well, so, uh, he's got and- a sword, by the way, even though Maceo didn't use a sword. Yeah, and I, I was um, when I was watching the episode, I was like, oh, I guess this is. Uh, this is just an episode that doesn't feature uh, Leopardon, his uh, his Megazord. But no, he he summons it in the last like minute or so of the show. And, and I'm and like, in, oh, there it is. And indeed, uh, the Spider Protector has, um, which is what he calls his suit. <laughs> by the way, um, spider, it has it something on it. It, it yeah. protects him, so I it get protect it. Protect him, I get it. Yeah, Supaida <laughs> Protecuta. Um, he has a big chunky bracelet you may have noticed. Yeah, he's got he's got a pit boy. He's got a it's about the same size. <laughs> Probably radioactive too. Yeah. Uh, sup, <laughs> supaida buresetu. Buresureto. It's got to be radioactive. That's where he, that's where he gets his supida powers. Uh no, he he got it from an alien ship. Oh. <laughs> um so um Takio doesn't have any powers. It's all tech from the marveler alien tech oh okay yeah. <laughs> sorry did i forget to mention that listeners um <laughs> takia doesn't have any powers that's why when he was fighting like brawling with um those uh, the, uh, the, the, the skull biker, group the biker gang yeah yeah the the biker biker boys from tokyo um he's just wrestling with them he's just fighting them like normal all of his stuff is like tech stuff like a discount, um, discount Tony Stark, like an alien Tony Stark. Yeah. So well, actually, like, there's lots of heroes that get their powers from an outside source. Well, and even Spider-Man in those uh, MCU movies, as played by Tom Holland, like it's all super tech that belongs to Tony. Yeah, he he still has powers, like he can stick the walls. He's got super strength and all of that. Um, but oh, I see what you're saying. Outside of it, he still has powers. He still has powers, but yeah, he he has like a tech suit that like enhances everything. And, and indeed, that's what's going on here. Um, the spider net, spider strings, uh, the spider bracelet, uh, the flying car is the spider machine GP seven. Cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the the marveler is the spacecraft. Oh, okay. There we go. I answered my question from earlier. If the the car, I, I no. thought that I'm sure the car. What I I'm positive the car was the thing that was flying around that that like the locked spider-man's into flying car. car is equipped with machine guns missile launchers it's it's stored inside the marveler yeah oh you're right yeah the the spider machine is the car yeah it can yeah. fly and yeah okay okay and uh yeah he calls they, they, uh they, they look identical to one another so yeah yeah you're you're right you're right i got confused reading uh all of the deets here but yeah uh well honestly it wouldn't surprise me in this show if they were two separate things even though they look identical they just like reuse the same model <laughs> it so, wouldn't um, that's a good point yeah <laughs> they never, <laughs> never take anything for granted uh so rio parodon um what is it <laughs> siege uh it's a, a well, if you've watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the last like three minutes of an episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, you might see that they uh they always summon a giant robot, and uh, that's what we got going on here. I don't like its head. No, it's, it's got a gross 
like sphincter it, mouth. I was going to say its mouth looks like an anus. <laughs> Could have designed that a little cooler. Do you know it's a more, do you know it's a cooler design than the fucked up m- mouth and nose that they have there? Just a solid mouth plate. Yeah. Like, uh, like Prime. Yep. Like Optimus Prime. Yeah. Or right? like, um, uh, like a lot of uh, like robots, even good in good point, like this, like even yeah, the like a lot of Sentai. Yeah. <laughs> like even the even the original like Megazord has a faceplate, or like just later give ones. Give me a faceplate. We'll, we'll just have a, like, like a like a straight face mouth. Um, Ultraman just has a yeah, a straight like line for a mouth. I think that's Ultraman, right? Who grows giant and he's got the Ultraman, the the OG um, Ant Man, right? Uh, sure. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> I, I, I know of Ultraman. I don't know anything about the character, though. But yeah, um, he goes inside of Leopardon, uh, Rio Parodon, and uh, he fights um, Biker. I already forgot. Biker Monster. Yeah, so he takes the, the Spider-Mobile. It, he, he summons uh, uh, the Marveler, this big, like, flying like ship type thing. He takes yep. his he he takes his flying car, the spider mobile, flies and docks into it like a shuttlecraft on the USS Enterprise. Pretty cool actually. <laughs> I like that. I actually would How nice of the giant monster bem to let him do <laughs> do all of this. <laughs> Go through all of this nonsense, right? Actually, it reminds me of um speaking of uh, Japanese media. Uh there was an anime called uh Grendizer Grendizer is right. a uh, it, it's about an alien, a, a dude who like escapes a uh, dying world and he like lands on Earth and is taken in at this farm by this family. Uh, but he has this big like uh, flying saucer, like literally a flying saucer around thing um, that has this head with like horns sticking out of it. That is a good giant and- robot design. Uh, and that robot, that head and a robot body actually ejects from uh, this like flying saucer. And that robo, that robot is called uh, Grandizer. Right, right. Actually, those two things are not similar at all. I don't know why I made that. You just that wanted point. to bring it up because Grandizer looks cooler than Rio Parodon. Yeah, <laughs> it does. So, so the Spider-Mobile docks into the Marveler, and uh, Supineman is like, "Change Leopardon," and uh, this. And like... he's, he's, by the way, it's very science. It doesn't want you to accidentally think that magic or black magic is okay, because again, 1978 Japan. <laughs> right, right. Everything is science here. <laughs> yeah, not a, magic. That's a good point. I didn't uh, didn't think about that because, like, even in like later Super Sentai series, even from like a, a decade later, uh, like it's very much just like magic, like make my monster grow, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, make my monster grow, and it's just um, Thro- throwing, a, they... throwing a literally throwing a wizard staff at the ground and make <laughs> it, like magically grow because that's what Rita does. She has yeah. a wizard staff. She just throws it at the ground, and it makes the monster. And grow big oh yeah well i guess i I skipped over that or or made a joke about it but i never spoke about it the good guys use science uh bad guys use magic uh but not in this show though because they're they're using genetic uh engineering to create the machine bem the bad science one might (laughs) one might might say (laughs) right 
you and me, baby, ain't nothing <laughs> but monsters. So let's do it like they do on Spider-Man. So what happens? Does he Spider-Man? He's like strangely apart on. He he pushes. Does he throw like a a tiara? What does he throw at him? Hold my beer. The Marveler transforms into Leopardon, which is a big, like, giant robot, and it doesn't even fight this, like, lizard thing. It The lizard thing tries to spit acid out of him. By the way, there's a phone, like an old-school phone inside of the cockpit here, which I really like. Um, the acid doesn't affect Leopardon at all, and he uh, turns the, a dial and he says, arc turn. The, the telephone inside the uh, the cockpit of Leopardon is no doubt if uh, Spider-Man needs to phone the authorities to warn them of impending danger. Or um, how uh, the mayor gets a hold of the world's greatest detective, Spider-Man. <laughs> Surprised it's not red. Uh, but yeah, he says, <laughs> yes, Commissioner. <laughs> Commissioner. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, he says, arc turn, the giant... Um, thing on his like head turns into a magic boomerang hits the monster he explodes he wins there's no battle he yeah yeah sword vigor oh he's got a sword he's just got a sword and he throws the sword and it embeds itself in the monster's chest and explodes and he's gone and so is the sword and and so is the sword but i i bet you he still has the sword (laughs) you remember that do you (laughs) <laughs> single use single use but he's got lots of them. <laughs> a lot of them so siege isn't um watching this it. he watched this like last week and it's funny you remember that he had to buy it uh, in bulk <laughs> <laughs> he's got so many of them but the thing is he kind of regrets not buying more because like the enemies die so easily well, I had to buy 10,000 of these, and, uh, well, I've only got, like, 47 of them left. I could have bought 1,000 of them for 1 million yen, or I could buy 10,000 of them for 5,000 yen. So, 5 million yen. So, you get, like, twice the value, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 How so many episode episodes of the show we got left over? <laughs> oh, jeez. That's, that's how are that's we going to get rid of these? Yeah, right. <laughs> He's just got this like underground like lab, like this underground like storage locker, like this this big like storage uh facility underground that just has like dozens like hundreds of these things just laying around. <laughs> and in, indeed, uh just like much like my masks, uh, I wonder if the day will come where I will have hundreds of masks to not use anymore but um that day has not come <laughs> not yet we're not, we're, yet. Not, um, we're, not, we're not in the purge days yet we're not in the purge days no um so at the very end here uh, pardon me i'm reading subtitles here a professor monster had destroyed the most important thing for humans parental love that's that's word for word how it ends <laughs> The most important thing for humans. <laughs> the most. So one could argue that Professor Monster did not kill uh, Maceo. So one could argue it was not the uh, Professor Monster that killed Maceo. It was his uh, lack of respect for his father. 
that turned him into a giant iguana man. <laughs> and we're, I'm not even exaggerating. That, that's the, the, by the way, there's a narrator. I, I guess I forgot, forgot to bring that up. That's, that's the narrator telling us what to think at the end. The most important things, thing for humans, parental love. I was laughing. I literally just like spat on my mic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, out of that ending line? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Oh, and by the way, it, the narrator tells us this as it lays down. Uh, Takia is laying down flowers at the phone booth where um, Masteo's father was assassinated. Right. Because if he doesn't, well, no one else is. Yeah, and then uh, uh, Lizard Boy, because he threw a sword into the chest of Lizard Boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, so are we not trying to bring these guys back? Are we just executing them? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I didn't kill him. He killed himself when he forsake his father. Yeah. And with that, we roll the Western-themed credits. <laughs> By the way, ooh. Fucking fire el- outro. Yeah, yeah. Goodbye, my friend, my eternal friend. It's slapping. Well, and, um, uh, that brings us to the end of Supida Man. That, that, uh, that it does. <laughs> so. uh, here on, uh, it's, it's kind of just fun to talk about. Uh, before I get into the final, uh, our final verdict on Supida Man. Um, Siege, is there any uh, finishing statements or observations or thoughts on our uh, on our dear uh, nineteen seventy eight Supida Man? No, I think I, I, I think I uh, said just about everything. I, I think need- we got our point across. So, that being said here on the Lasercomb podcast. Uh, we don't do a rating system. We just ask the viewers and each other. So Siege, when it comes to Supida Man, you just caught a random episode of it. Would you tune in next week? 100%. I, 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 I foresee myself like uh, getting drunk one night and just like watching a bunch of these. Just like binging <laughs> like 10 episodes? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm just gonna have to say the same thing. Uh, this wasn't what I expected, uh, but it was so much more. And because it's kind of like a relic of its time, like all the I didn't notice until we started analyzing it. All of the conservative moral uh, <laughs> uh, lessons that the the episode has for us. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. I, I and, uh, honestly, when I was watching it, I didn't even uh, think about any of that. I'm like, just wow, this show is really wacky and zany and cheap. Oh, it's wacky and zany, yeah. Even and without cheap. all of that, but that so kind of makes it great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the the cheapness is part of its charm. And I agree. I would tune in next week, and if not, tune in next week. Uh, binge watch it on YouTube because here it is in all of its glory. Yeah, I'll I'll put a link to the uh, the the YouTube playlist for the show in the the description for this episode. Amazing, and there you have it. I think that brings us to the end of uh, our Spider Man themed 
uh, quote unquote set. month. Quote unquote month. Because, uh, well, June of 2022 was supposed to be Spider Month, and uh, we're now in the middle of July. <laughs> what are you going to do? As, uh, as I often say, sometimes life finds a way, and sometimes life gets in the way. Exactly. And, and uh, sometimes Supida Man uh, and his iron and the opposed Iron Cross army um, breaks apart a family. Sometimes uh, uh, Supida Man changes Leopardon. <laughs> yeah, I think that's more deeper than what I <laughs> said. <laughs> the 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 Supida Man is the Leopardon we made along the way. There, there we go. Stuck, uh, nailed it. So uh, that, <laughs> nailed that, it. That that was episode uh, forty of the Laser Gun Podcast. Uh, if you want to support the show, or if you want to pick a random episode, or pick a show for us to review a random episode of, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Uh, I recently revamped the Patreon. There is now a single $5 tier, and that gets you uh, bonus preamble audio of uh, just stuff me and Cal talk about before we get into doing the shows proper. It uh, gets you a monthly-ish com- movie commentary track. It uh, gets you a weekly-slash-bi-weekly-ish uh, news and current events program, Lasercomb Tonight. And as I mentioned, uh, you can pick a show for us to review a random episode of. So if you want to get in on that, uh, patreon.com slash lasercomb. Uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash lasercomb. You can follow me on Twitter, at lasercomb. Once again, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Uh, Cal, you are at... I am at NeoCal, N-E-O underscore K-A-L on Twitter. Uh, we'll be back next week with a, a brand new uh, themed quote-unquote month. Um, July of 2022 is the 25th anniversary of the premiere of Stargate SG-1, one of my favorite shows of all time. So for Say the, it so. So for the uh, remaining weeks of July, we're going to cover uh, a random episode of Stargate SG-1 and a ra- random episode of Stargate Atlantis and maybe Stargate Universe, uh, if time permits. We'll, uh, we'll have to see, but we're definitely going to do SG-1 and uh, Atlantis. So uh, to figure out what episode of SG-1 we are going to be watch- uh, reviewing next week, uh, we're going to go to the trusty random number generator. So I'm going to, as always, going to hit screen share and uh, Stargate SG-1 lasted 10 seasons. Uh, There was a very brief period where it was the longest running um, uh, uh, American sci-fi show in history. Mm. Uh, Doctor Who uh, holds the record for the longest running sci-fi series in history because it's been going for like 50 (laughs) years, 40 or 50 years. Is yeah, it but, even the same show? <laughs> eh, I mean, debatable. guess technically, but it's debatable. Uh, so uh, SG One lasted uh, two hundred and fourteen episodes. So wow, holy lord! Going to the old uh, trusty random number generator. So one random number is between one and two hundred fourteen, and here we go. Do 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 do. 180. 180. Wow, that's, that's up there. That's uh it's a season nine episode. Holy shit. Beachhead. Huh. Season nine, episode six. I don't remember what episode that is, but I know that 
undoubtedly when I sit down and actually start watching it, I'm going to be like, oh, it's this episode. <laughs> Beachhead. So uh, keep an eye out for that. We'll be back next week with uh, episode 41 of the Lasercomb Podcast. Until then, I've been The Siege, one of your hosts. And I'm your other host, NeoCal. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Adios.